What's going on? Welcome back to Speak Up. I'm your host, Jared Peters. Thanks for tuning back in. The purpose of this podcast is to help you go from a conflict avoider to a confident communicator. Based on my number one best-selling book, Speak Up, a young adult's guide to engage in difficult conversation, address conflict, and earn respect. Before we dive in and talk about what we've covered in the last few episodes, just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Lipscomb University, a place where I went to college. If you're looking for a small Christian school in a big city of Nashville, Tennessee, you should check it out. You get the big city feel, family feel as well with Division One competitive athletics. Shout out to Lipscomb. A lot of the stories from this book came from Lipscomb. And as always, I am not paid for these sponsorships. Just like to support things that uh, I know, like, enjoy, and trust. Um, Got to give a shout out to Lipscomb University. And thanks for all the lessons learned. As we've covered in the last few episodes, we're walking through this five-step framework that's laid out in the book. Now, I developed it to address conflict head-on when you're scared to do so. Each of the episodes, we've covered those five steps. So... First episode, we covered understanding in step one. Understand why you avoid conflict. Understand why it's important to speak up. Episode two, we talked about preparing your heart. Do you know how you factor into the situation? Do you understand the other person? Can you take a step back? Try to look with an unbiased view and observe the situation. Then step three, preparing the environment. What's the best way to approach that conversation? Is that one-on-one, which it typically is? Should you do it in a group? ways to things to consider in that sense. And then the last episode, we talked about preparing your words and phrases, tools, different things to use to be able to word things correctly to get the right point across. Talked a lot about clarity and directness as well. Major keys for that. We're on the last episode, episode five. It's all about taking action and speaking up and a few little tips to help you speak up and follow through with the conversations that you know you need to have. We've talked about just the preparation up to this point. Now, how can we follow through and have those conversations? It's going to be a little bit shorter than some of the other episodes, but this is this is where the money's made. This is where the action happens. So we're going to dive through chapters 14 and 15, and that will wrap up the book, wrap up these episodes. Thanks for tuning in. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. Chapter 14 and a few tips to help you speak up. So now at this point, you've got all the tools to approach a difficult conversation and ways to navigate it in your life. You know why it's important to speak up, why it's common to shy away. You've got all the tools to prepare your heart, consider the environment, and word your conversations correctly. At the end of the day, those preparation skills won't do you much good if you shy away from the conversation. Someone like myself who's a natural conflict avoider, I struggled to speak my mind and share how I felt. I struggled with the, the step to overcome my own fear. So one of the biggest practices that helped me first was accountability. When I started college, I let people walk all over me, and I eventually realized that I couldn't keep living the same way. As I mentioned earlier in some of the previous episodes, my college roommate and friend Chase is the best person I know about facing conflict head-on and standing up for himself. I always wanted a piece of his fearlessness and courage to face the conversations I shied away from for years, so I went to him for help. Whenever I had someone that I needed to speak to that scared me, I let Chase know. Even now that we live in different parts of the country, every once in a while I'll send him a text or I'll call him and I'll talk about this big conversation I have coming up and 
he encourages me and also gives me accountability I need to follow through. All he has to say, if I'm feeling scared about a conversation, is let me know how it goes. That's enough motivation for me to make it happen. But Chase also holds me accountable to help me face my fears with more demanding consequences at times. So there's this time in college, a few years ago, my brother and I each had conversations that we needed to have with people. In an effort to force us to follow through, Chase sat us down in my dorm room and created this challenge. And as a college athlete, you know, any competition is the ultimate motivator. So it's like, let's go, bring it on. Chase knew that it would take a lot of effort for each of us to speak up to these people and have these conversations. So he decided to put one of the worst consequences imaginable on the line. Laxative pills. If my brother or I finished our conversation, then the other had 24 hours to complete his. If one of us did not complete the conversation within 24 hours of the other, the loser would take three expired laxative pills. <laughs> Talk about a terrible nightmare. He aimed for five pills and I negotiated down to three, luckily, to keep myself and my brother alive if we needed to take these. But needless to say, that was an incredible amount of motivation to speak up. So Austin went, knocked his piece out in the first 24 hours. And I found myself sitting outside the student center the next morning, contemplating my choice of friends, while also wondering how miserable my life would be if I failed to speak up. Luckily, the person that I needed to approach ended up sitting down a few tables, uh, a few tables away from me a little while after I sat down outside the student center. So I knew it was time to take action. So 30 minutes later, I eventually mustered up the courage to sit down next to the other person and hold a conversation. And neither of my brother's or my conversation went as we'd hoped, but we're, we were both satisfied with speaking up for ourselves. I don't think I'll ever be happier to finish a conversation than that day, even though it ended with a disappointing result. I was thrilled to get through with that. Talking to a boss, asking a professor a question, or asking someone on a date, they take courage. And Chase served as the accountability partner to me and forced courage out of me through significant punishment that if I didn't follow through with what I promised. An accountability partner helps push you when you don't want to move. Your friend or mentor can find ways to motivate you that you wouldn't try yourself. And I'm fortunate that the person whom I took mental notes from and watched for years having to be my, my best friend and roommate. You may have to go out of your way to find a friend who will direct, will be direct with you or hold you to a certain high standard, but it's important to find someone who will do that. Hold you to the standard and help you create a system that help you conquer that fear of those conversations. For Chase, it was simply let me know how it goes because that gives me the guilt and the conscience of knowing that I need to do something. Because if I were to come back to him and say, oh, Chase, I actually didn't have that conversation, I would feel guilty about it. For you, that may be something different. You may need laxative pills or other challenges that will hold you to that standard. But find someone who will hold you accountable. Mel Robbins shows this awesome other tool that I use to help speak up. And it's called the five-second rule. It's based on her best-selling book. And it's a simple tactic. All you have to do is count down from five to one. You can count out loud or in your head, but you simply count five, four, three, two, one. 
Most of us know what need to be done, but struggle to actually take that first jump. Counting down in your head distracts you from any feelings of anxiety. It shifts your focus to action. Once you're in motion, you're more likely to complete a goal. Before a difficult conversation or anything that scares you, your mind focuses on fear. You think about the negative aspects or the outcomes of the task in front of you. So psychologically, when you use this five-second rule, you distract your mind from those negative thoughts and the fear holding you back. And instead, the countdown shifts your focus on moving forward. Mel discovered this trick as an impromptu countdown to get out of bed in the morning and avoid hitting snooze. But it can be used for big conversations that you need to have with a friend, parent, or boss. When you sit trying to will yourself to move, try the five-second rule. Instead of playing the what-if scenarios in your head, you can discover that you can take action towards those difficult conversations and take on other fears. The more that you face fear on a consistent basis, the easier it's going to be for you to overcome those bigger challenges. Every time you have a difficult conversation or speak up, it makes it easier to act the next time. That's the point where I'm at is at first it took a ton of effort. It took me counting down, going through the five-second rule, having a ton of accountability to the point where my roommate threatened me with laxative pills. You don't have to get to that point. You you can be at that point to start, but over time, you're going to get more and more comfortable having those difficult conversations. So putting yourself through the reps is just going to get you more and more comfortable. Count down from five. Find someone to hold you accountable. Hit the call button on someone that you need to call. Have that conversation with a boss that you need to have. Count yourself down. Take action towards it. You'll find it easier to do that when your mind is distracted from that anxiety and instead focusing on counting. One other thing that I realized through these conversations and this tip here is to trust your gut. You know how to handle difficult conversations better than you realize. You know how to gauge how someone is responding to a conversation. You know what you need to say and how to hold yourself in a room. The last thing you need is just a little shove to act. Like as a conflict avoider, which you may be as well if you're listening to this, you know how to gauge someone's feelings, someone's emotions. You just need a little shove to be in the same room, in the same conversation. I I feared speaking up. Because I was worried the conversation would end poorly. I worried that a relationship would fall apart if I truly shared my concerns. But learn from me. I was wrong. Most of the times where I built up the courage to act and speak, they resulted in needed and beneficial changes. Most of the difficult conversations so far in my life, they've gone well and resulted in a stronger bond on the other side, which is the opposite of what I've expected. Some conversations will flop and cause greater tension and issues. I've had a number of those as well. It happens to the best of us. You won't navigate every conversation perfectly, but I want you to remember this. You can't control how the other person responds. You can prepare your heart, set the right environment, word the conversation correctly, but the other person may take your words in a different direction. Don't beat yourself up. The other person reacts irrationally. Some conversations will take that wild turn, but... Most conversations are going to go better than you expect. You'll walk away surprised at how well a conversation ended rather than fuming with frustration. People aren't out to make you upset. They want to work with you. Trust your gut when you need to speak up. You know when you need to say something. You know the words to say. 
They used to avoid the necessary conversation or waited so long that I eventually suppressed all of my frustrations and let them build up. Once I gained the momentum to follow through on what my gut told me, I approached the conversations more consistently. You're just a few difficult conversations away from the momentum you need to speak up. Bring in an accountability partner. Use the five-second rule. Trust your gut. Some keys to remember from this chapter is find an accountability partner. Count down from five to one. And a big key, no matter how perfectly you can prepare for a conversation, you can't control how the other person responds. Some questions to ask yourself as you think through this and think through taking that big jump and that step is who is someone who can hold me accountable and what is my gut telling me? Some keys to think through. In chapter 15, in the end, I just want to give you the courage to jump. At the beginning of 2020, my good friend Peter randomly said to me, we should go skydiving this weekend. And Peter and I have pretty similar bucket lists, but a conversation had never resulted in either of us saying we should skydive in a couple days since it was his birthday coming up in a few days and my birthday had happened only days before. I was all in before I realized what I got myself into. Before I knew it, we were driving an hour outside of Atlanta, about to jump out of an airplane at 14,000 feet. As anyone can imagine, skydiving for the first time is a nerve wracking experience. The thought of free falling through the sky with nothing but a parachute to catch you is enough to make the average person worried. As you prepare to get in the airplane, the instructors talk you through the process of jumping all the way to landing on the ground in victory. Even though I knew my instructor was experienced, my palms were a little sweaty, my knees were weak, my arms were heavy, I was hoping I didn't get a little bit of mom's spaghetti on my outfit, but skydiving is an incredible experience. But the anticipatory fear and anxiety had me going to the bathroom every 30 minutes. And once the plane finally arrives, the instructor, they, they like plop you on a bench in a dinky piece of an airplane and take you straight up for about 10 minutes. And the ride's nothing like a commercial jet with armrests and a cushioned seat. Instead, you're strapped to the chest of someone you met 15 minutes beforehand on this little bench. And before I knew it, I was sitting with my feet hanging over the edge of a moving airplane at 14,000 feet. You realize that you've never been sitting on the edge of an airplane with door wide open before in your life. Did you know that falling feeling you get when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a bad dream and you think you're falling and it just shocks you? I expected to feel that sensation the entire time I was falling and skydiving, but to my surprise, it only lasts the first second or two. After that initial jolt, you feel like you're in a Mission Impossible movie, like flying through the earth with your arms spread out on the secret mission. Skydiving was a scary risk, but it's also one of the awesome, like greatest experiences I've ever had. Approaching a difficult conversation feels a lot like skydiving. You experience an incredible amount of fear and anxiety leading up to the point where you verbally speak up but once you're in the middle of a conversation, you realize that it's not as scary as anticipated. Once you get past the fear of the jump, you realize the journey is worth the courage. You finish and say, I should have done that sooner. I should have jumped out of the plane sooner. Once you're on the other side of that jump, you see the person and the situation from a new perspective and realize that you had no reason to be so terrified in the first place. Your fear was more 
of a problem than the actual challenge in front of you. For most of my life, I sat in the airplane and never jumped out. I forgot that I had all the tools needed for the challenge. I knew how to take off, control the descent and land, but I never jumped. You now have all the tools and the skills you need to speak up. You recognize the fear and know what's costing you to remain silent. You know what other, you know, the big one, that others can't read your mind and they don't know exactly how you're feeling. Before a tough conversation, you know the importance of preparing your heart because it's best to assume someone is trying their best. Every situation can be seen from a different angle. Every person handles conflict differently, so it's important to get advice from others who have gone before you. You know the importance of the environment. It's best to praise publicly and construct privately. Your presence is like a flag at the beach. Wave that green flag. Light the green stoplight if you prefer stoplights. Make others feel comfortable. Every situation requires a different approach and attention to detail. Your words hold great weight. Determine your goal and what you want to be accomplished. Be clear about your request and make it known. Take ownership of any misunderstandings or shortcomings and create a common goal together between the person in front of you or the team that you're working with. When you need the extra push, find an accountability partner. Count down from five. At the end of the day, you can't control how the other person reacts. You can follow the framework perfectly to set yourself up for success and still have a conversation go sideways. You can't control every aspect of how the other person will interpret your message. You will have times when conflict goes well, but you also have times where you leave a conversation feeling utterly disappointed. And that's all right. Just like how you shouldn't let five bad minutes ruin an entire day, don't let one bad conversation ruin your perception of speaking up. You're ready to speak up. All you need to do is take the jump. Get a friend to hold you accountable. Count yourself down. You're one conversation away from being understood and respected. One conversation away from the change you need. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you can take one or two tools out of the last five episodes, six episodes, to use towards difficult conversations in your life. If you need any extra help, any extra advice, feel free to reach out and connect on Instagram at the normal JP. You can find a copy of my book if you want even more examples, more details, more stories than what was covered in this podcast series. You can access that anywhere on Amazon. You can just search Speak Up Jared Peters and find it there. You can also read, I, I blogged for four years. If you want to read any other posts, any other thoughts that I've had, you can check that out on my website, jaredpeters.co. You can also get a free guide on scenarios to practice all these tools that you've learned about. And access those there. Get a free guide. Run through those. Uh, I appreciate all the support. As I said before, uh, every copy that you guys buy, every episode that you listen to of this podcast, it means a lot. There's a lot of work that's gone into it. Just appreciate all the support to that many of you have given me to get this to be a number one bestseller when it released uh, and just all the support you've given from now on um, thank you guys i appreciate you get out there and speak up 